Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to Betterology, the show all about helping you think better, do better, and be better in your business, family, and faith, and get happier, healthier, and wealthier along the way. I'm Philip Gonzalez, and today we're continuing our four-part series, How to Master Any Area of Life, with a simple, repeatable process anyone can follow. Now, I don't know if you've seen the first two parts of the series. If not, please go back and check them out. They are foundational to what we're going to explore today. And what we're going to explore is what I call the 4 by 4 Mastery Method. And this is a simple process that you can use to really master any area of life. That's what we've been exploring. So I'm not going to go and, and reiterate the things that we talked about. But what I am going to do is reiterate the key questions that we all want to answer if we want to make progress in life. The first question is this, what do you want to grow? If you want to grow something in your life, you need to identify what it is. And the second thing is, what do you need to master in order for that growth to occur? And we've talked about this before in our previous episodes, how if you want to see growth in any area of life, it doesn't happen automatically, or at least not in the direction you want it to. Most of the time, if we see growth happening that was unintentional, most of the time, there's a word for that. In gardening, we call that a weed. <laughs> in personal development, we call that unhelpful habits because we drift and grow into certain directions. But if we want to grow in positive directions that will lead to us being happier, healthier, and wealthier in our business, family, and faith, then we need to decide what we want to grow and then be willing to master the skills required to get to that point. Now, that has led us to explore this, the 4 by 4 Mastery Method, a simple, repeatable process with predictable results to help you achieve the goals that matter most. And we've been exploring this together in our series, asking this question, what is the goal that matters most to you? Maybe it's a business goal. You want to double your sales next quarter. You want to increase your customer retention rate. You want to lengthen your uh, sales I don't, well, actually, I don't know why you'd lengthen your sales cycle. It's a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> you want to shorten your sales cycle. Maybe you could say lengthen the tenure of your best employees or team members. Maybe it's in your family. You want to heal a broken relationship and you want to see it blossom again. Maybe you want to restore a connection with someone that you lost touch with. Not because of anything horrible, but just the inevitability of time. Maybe you just want to level up your skills as a parent or as a spouse or as someone who cares about the people around them. Or, of course, goals in faith. Maybe you want to get closer to God. Maybe you want to dig deeper into the Bible. Maybe you want to be more consistent in prayer. The 4 by 4 Mastery Method is designed to help you achieve those goals that matter most. And the way we do it is through four phases. Now, last time we talked about attitude. In the very first session, we talked about how we need knowledge in order to grow. You can't grow what you don't know. But then it's not enough just to have the knowledge. We need to have the kind of attitude that will position us to take action to apply that knowledge. And so we explored last week the four stages of phase two. What are my hopes? What are my fears? What beliefs are holding me back? And what commitments will I make to move forward? Well, today I want to explore phase three in the 4 by 4 growth method, looking at our tool here, the growth grid, and that is skills. Because if you want to see growth, you need to have the skills. And of course, this is probably where you started. If you say, I want to grow in some area, you probably start by thinking about skills, but you do need the knowledge and the attitude first. But now we're on skills. And just like the others, there are four steps 
to go through for questions to ask. Here's the first one. If you want to grow any area of life, if you want to achieve goals that really matter, ask yourself this question. What new thinking skills do I need? What new thinking skills do I need? See, here's the thing. Most people go through life letting their thoughts control them instead of controlling their thoughts. And we have a phrase for this in the Bible, taking your thoughts captive. You can look at it in uh, other personal development uh, streams would say things like being mindful, being intentional, but doing those things is a skill. And so maybe for you, you could acknowledge, say, you know, in this particular area, one of the thinking skills I need is the ability to think critically about my choices, to actually stop and evaluate what I'm about to do. Maybe uh, and in the area of a relationship, you need a new thinking skill, a thinking skill of empathy, envisioning and, and trying to feel what the other person is feeling. Now, you might say, well, isn't that a feeling skill? Well, kind of, but you have to start by thinking about it and directing your attention in that direction. Thinking skills are vital. Uh, maybe you're in business and you want to grow your sales. Maybe one of the biggest thinking skills you can develop is insight into your market and the ability to really intuitively grasp what are the likes and fears and hopes and dreams and desires and needs and prejudices and aspirations of your market. You can go do market research, and that's good and important, but a greater goal is to develop the thinking skill to know those things intuitively so that you can save yourself some time and money and just know what to do, right? Thinking skills matter. You need to start there if you want to grow your skills. The second step in phase three is asking what new doing skills do I need? And this is going to be just like the other one, right? It's about saying, okay, it's not enough to just think about what needs to happen. I have to be able to get it done. So for instance, maybe for you in a relationship or in a business context, do you want to master the art of communication? In fact, I'm actually getting ready to do a couple of talks for some groups on the master communicator formula. So I'll be putting that together and Maybe we'll talk about that some here, but maybe you say, I want to communicate better. That's a doing skill. The thinking skill comes first by understanding others, and the doing skill then is going to be to communicate with them to achieve a positive result. Maybe for you, it's a different type of doing. Maybe it's a hands-on doing. You'd say, hey, you know, I really want to strengthen my relationship with my son, and he's really into put whatever he's into. Maybe he's into basketball. Maybe he's into video games. Maybe he's into pottery, whatever it is. And so you'd say, okay, well, I want to connect with my son in a deeper way. So I need to develop the doing skill of playing basketball, if you've never done that, or playing video games or doing pottery or whatever the case may be, because that's going to help me achieve the goal of getting closer to my son in our relationship. Maybe in your faith, there's a doing skill that you need to cultivate the art of being still. It's a hard one to do. In fact, I've really struggled with that almost my entire life. And only relatively recently have I discovered a very simple process that I'm using to help me be still and listen and commune with God, abide in Christ. That was a doing skill that I've had to start developing. Thankfully, it's going really well. Uh, follow up with me and ask me about it. Maybe we'll cover that too on future episodes. But the doing skills are needed so we can get those results. Now, uh, if you look at this in other areas too, like personal development, you say, okay, maybe I, maybe you want to grow in your health and you know that junk food is not helping you. So maybe your doing skill is cooking. 
A friend of mine has some amazing cooking offers and wrote a book all about how to banish your allergies by using food to do it. But it doesn't work if you don't know how to cook. So ask yourself those two questions to start with. What new thinking skills do I need? It always starts in the mind. And then what new doing skills do I need to take action? Now, there's a third question to ask if you want to grow your skills. And that's this one. What new tool-based skills do I need? Now, at first glance, that might look like it's the same thing as doing, but that's not the case. I'll give you a perfect example. I am streaming live at the moment, and it's being recorded, and I will be producing this, actually passing it on to my team to produce, but uh, I can do it myself. There are differences between doing and tool-based skills because learning to do something is about what you do with your own hands, with your own mouth, with your own mind. But then once you introduce a tool in the mix, well, now you have to learn how to use the tool. So like I said, perfect example, the streaming software. I didn't always know how to use streaming software. Maybe you want to connect with others virtually and you want to do better live streams and you want to produce video content, get that out into the world for your business or for your faith or some other purpose. Well, you need to learn how to use the software. You need to learn how to be able to do the little overlays and you need to learn how to do the countdowns and, and do all those things. Learning how to use the tool is often a necessary step if you want to do the thing. Now, if you don't like learning how to use new tools, then you should be careful to not pick activities that require you to learn them. Of course, that'll limit what you're able to do. So consider the tools. Now, a follow-up to that is this. If you need to learn new tools, it helps to have good tools to learn. And that's where connecting with somebody who really knows what they're doing and has some experience in whatever area you want to grow in, connecting with someone like that to point you in the right direction can be super helpful. We'll get back to that in a moment, but let me show you the fourth step or the fourth question here in phase three. If you want to grow any area of life, simple, repeatably, and consistently, ask what new people skills do I need? Because here's what I've discovered after 20 plus years as a professional communicator in all sorts of different venues. People are always involved. There's always going to be people involved. <clears throat> Maybe you would say that the new skill you want to learn is painting. Well, that's great. And yeah, you could paint by yourself and never show that painting to anyone. But guess what? How are you going to get the paint? How are you going to get the easel and the canvas? How are you going to get good deals on those things? If you want to actually paint a lot, you should probably have the people skills to cultivate a good relationship with your local hobby store or craft store. And you might say, well, yeah, but I could just do it all on Amazon. Tell you what, I'll give you that. If you want to live by yourself in a cabin in the woods and paint, never talk to anyone, show anyone your work, and you only order from Amazon, fair enough. You don't have to learn new people skills. But other than that, if you really want to grow in any area of life, it's almost always going to involve connecting with others. And that means people skills are a must. Learning how to do activities on your own is helpful and good, but at some point they're gonna connect with other people. Ask yourself that question, what new people skills do I need to learn? And that leads us to a follow-up question then, and that's this, how do I apply this tool to get results? So we've talked about this and, and we'll kind of go back to our typical three-step process, but I wanna show you something. If we're asking these questions, what new thinking skills do I need? What new doing skills do I need? What new tool-based skills do I need? And what new people skills do I need? 
this is where a tool like the growth grid is so helpful. Because once you identify the new thinking skill you need, or the new doing or tool-based or people skill, you may ask, well, how do I then actually learn that skill? Well, that's where we go back to phase one. And you say, okay, what's my goal? Why do I want to learn this thinking skill? What is it going to do for me? What's this doing skill going to accomplish? What's the why, the deep purpose that is driving me to accomplish this? Where's the gap currently? And then where are the answers? Who knows how to teach me this new doing skill? Where can I find the information about how to learn how to use this tool? That's where you get into things like connecting with coaches, hiring consultants, buying courses, getting mentors, or even just doing a whole lot of legwork online and Wikipedia and whatnot. But there are answers out there, and walking through this process will help you find the right ones. That's why this process is designed to work as uh, a whole tool together. Same thing then, too. Phase two, your attitude. If you're going to learn how to use a new tool, it will not help you to go into it with a negative attitude, with an I can't mentality. I'll tell you that uh, on the never-ending journey of parenting, one of the things that I've tried really hard to instill in my kids is to never adopt a posture of I can't or I don't know. And I tell them all the time, I said, I don't know is an acceptable starting point, but is not an acceptable finishing line. I don't know is an acknowledgement that there's a gap, not so that we can step back and say, I'm just going to ignore it, but so that we can move forward. Same thing for you. Maybe there's a new people skill that you need to develop. Maybe it's the art of listening better. Maybe it's the art of conflict mediation. Maybe it's just the art of learning how to, well, I said listen already. You think I listen to myself, right? Maybe it's learning how to have a better sense of humor. Whatever it is, having a bad attitude up front, I just can't do this. I just can't do this. It's not going to be helpful. Uh, sometimes I deal with people who are in their later years and I want to show them how to you know, do certain things, whether it's technology or online systems. And thankfully, most of my clients don't have this attitude. But from time to time, I'll have someone who just has a ne negative attitude. I just can't do this. I just, I just don't understand technology. If your attitude is set against it, then your aptitude will never achieve it. But if you can choose to adopt the attitude of, yes, I can, yes, I will, then you can see growth in your thinking, in your doing, in your tool use, and in your people skills. And that is how you will master phase three. Now, here's the big idea behind this. If you want the plan to work, you have to work the plan. That's why I'm spending time to put this out there into the world so that you can see it. I hope this is helpful for you because I want you to be able to not only have a plan that's going to help you grow and help you master the things you need to master, but it's actually going to be something you can apply tangibly. It's not enough to just know it. You got to do it, which of course brings us to our three simple steps to take action. Same thing every week, same thing for all four parts. Schedule a time. When are you going to sit down and actually write out what new thinking skills, what new doing skills, what new tool-based skills, and what new people skills you need. When are you going to do it? Schedule a time. Number two, make a plan. As you sit down and you, you write out these things, okay, make a plan to learn those skills and to master those skills, to find the answers, to get your attitude right. And then number three, tell a friend to help you stay focused on your journey towards growth. The 4 before Mastery Method is designed for you. But the greatest plan only works if you work it. 
There we go, friends. Short session today because we're coming into the home stretch. And I hope this has been helpful for you. I would love to hear from you, by the way, if there's other types of content that you'd like to see. We've got personal development things, got business things that I'm excited to share with you. We've got to have some faith-related things in the future. Love to hear from you. So if you're a regular viewer or listener, do follow up. As always, you can subscribe. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for liking and sharing on whatever platform you're encountering this. And as always, again, you can find more inspiration, resources, and tools at philipgonzalez.com. Currently undergoing a redesign. Can't wait to launch that. I think we'll probably do a live walkthrough on one of the episodes when we get it ready, just because I think that's fun. So thanks for joining us. As always, friends, I look forward to seeing you next time right here on Betterology. Bye-bye.